Welcome to the weekly podcast at Second Ponce de Leon Baptist Church. My name is Doc Hollingsworth. I'm senior pastor of this great congregation, and we're delighted that you've joined us. Our prayer for you is that as you listen to this message, you might feel closer to God and closer to God's hope for you. Friends near and far, I wear this shirt loved because you have made us feel loved. We feel you from the virtual space as well as those who have ever supported all together. Even if this is your first time, thank you for the way that you have dispensed your love to all of us here at All Together here at Second Ponce. Friends, today we will end our Christ Carols series. And we will end by talking about a song that everyone can sing from Psalm 147. And so, friends, when you hear songs such as Sweet Caroline, or maybe my favorite, I've Got a Feeling, these songs, they lead us into bobbing our heads a little bit, right? We begin to start singing the lyrics, and sometimes we don't even know that we have gotten so caught up in the song. I absolutely love going to different sporting events and hearing these songs and watching how they energize the crowd. You get to see these big burly men. They start smiling and start singing, I got a feeling, because it's just captured their hearts. They can't deny it. And before you know it, everybody around them is all singing together in unison. Songs of every genre can affect us this way. All we have to do is hear the words, hear the lyrics, hear the beat, and we start singing along. Well, likewise, in Psalm 147, the psalmist describes the work and the provision of God that relates to all of us. I mean, no matter how big, how small, how old or how young, you can all find something to relate to in this psalm. Psalm 147 is a psalm that ultimately praises God for his divine care. Friends, there is no one who can care for you better than God. As the old saints would say, can't nobody do you like Jesus. Friends, within this psalm, we notice themes of love, care, but also restoration. Psalm 147 is a praise psalm for the restoration of Jerusalem. But friends, we too can praise God for how he continues to restore and to redeem us as well. God created everything. And as this service was founded on, he created things. He existed before all things. And guess what? He holds all things together. That's been the driving force of this service. But it's also the driving force of the essence of God. This psalm, however, that we will explore today is 20 verses, 20 verses of high praise to God. The God who restores us, the God who redeems us, but the God who proves day in and day out to be resilient. This praise for God, it begins in verses one through six of Psalm 147. Notice with me that this psalm makes us sing. Why? Because God restores us. 
These words kick off saying, praise the Lord. How good it is to sing praises to our God, for he is gracious and a song of praise is quite fitting. The Lord builds up Jerusalem. He gathers the outcast of Israel. He heals the brokenhearted and binds up their wounds. He determines the number of the stars. He gives to all of them their names. Great is our Lord and abundant in power. His understanding is beyond measure. The Lord lifts up the downtrodden. He casts the wicked to the ground. Friends, I told you we can sing. Everybody can. Why? Because God restores us. Now, if you're sitting there saying, okay, what do you mean about restoration? What, what exactly do you mean, Josh? Well, let me give you a working definition. That word restoration is the action of returning something to a former owner, place, or condition. Friends, we can sing because our restoration comes from God. We are pointed back to God by the life and the person of Jesus Christ. But in these verses, there are some factual statements that the psalmist makes. In verses one through six, he tells us that the Lord is gracious. Don't you agree? Yes, he is. He tells us that the Lord builds us. Do you agree? Yes, he does. He tells us that the Lord is a healer. Many of us know God to be a healer. But God cares about us. God is unlimited in his power. God encourages us. And guess what, y'all? The psalmist says, and I would have to agree that God lifts us up. We can sing audibly or at least at this time, hum a few notes of joy because God restores us with his care. God restores us with his grace. God ultimately restores us by his beautiful love. Y'all. I've said it before, but I'm going to say it again. I can think about restoration, but I can't think about restoration apart from sleep. Hmm. I absolutely love sleeping. When somebody asks me, they say, Josh, what's a hobby of yours? I say sleeping and I mean it. (laughs) But sleeping itself is a miracle to the body because as we sleep, our body heals. As we sleep, our body is repaired and restored from the wear and tear of the day. Rest leads to restoration. For believers in Jesus, we can rest in the divine care of God and trust that our God will restore us. This restoration is continual. This restoration is powerful. This restoration never stops. Y'all, we sing together, collectively, in unison, not just sweet Caroline, but we can sing. Why? Praise to God because God restores us. But yet the psalmist continues giving us great reasons to sing and we join in, maybe even off key because we sing, yes, because God restores us. But we also see in verses seven through nine that we can sing because God nourishes us. Listen to what the psalmist describes here about our loving God. He says that we should sing to the Lord with thanksgiving, make melody to our God on the lyre. He covers the heavens with clouds, prepares rain for the earth, makes grass grow on the hills. He gives to the animals their food and to the young ravens when they cry. Friends, we are able to sing and make a joyful sound or noise of praise because of how the Lord provides the clouds 
in the sky. He provides rain that nourishes the earth, grass to cover the earth and even food for the hungry. The nourishment that God provides is a full time caring job for God. And God excels at this consistently. You see, that word nourish is something to pay attention to because to nourish actually means to provide food or other substances necessary for growth, health and good condition. See, God cares about creation, but God also cares about the needs of creation. We serve such a good God that we can tell every, everybody about even in song because of God's care. But we also can sing. You know why? Because we don't have to worry. You don't ever have to worry if God's going to provide the need because you serve a God that will. In fact, even Paul caught on to this idea because he told the church and the believers at Philippi right here in the Philippians chapter four, verses six through seven. This he says, hey, check this. Don't worry about anything. But in everything, by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your request be made known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your heart and your minds in Christ Jesus. Friends, God nourishes the sky, the earth and all of creation. You know, however, in verse nine <laughs> this week, I had to stop and spend a whole day on verse nine, because in verse nine, we are told that the ravens cry out. When they need food, this cry from a raven is heard for miles. This cry is a loud advertisement that the raven needs either another raven or someone to come and provide for them in their time of need. Y'all, this is a cry for help. And as Charles Spurgeon would once ask, he asked, God, hears the young raven. Will he not hear you? Our praise and our prayers are constant communication that we need help from a very big God, that God who nourishes us, the provision of God that nourishes us, the comfort of God that nourishes us. Friends, we can sing to God because as the ravens cries out, guess what? We cry out as the raven cries out and others hear the raven. We can cry out and say, God, I need your help. God, I don't need you yesterday. I need you today. God, I need you and I need you now. And God doesn't turn his back on creation. Instead, God turns toward creation and he doesn't ask how I can help. We serve a God that just begins orchestrating and moving and shaking and helping. That's the God we serve, y'all, the God that nourishes us when we are in need, the God that helps us when we, in, we are in need, the God that provides for us when we are in need. And guess what? If by chance you're sitting there saying, I hear you saying these great things about God, but I don't know, can God really do this? Well, travel on down to verses 10 through 11 with me. And guess what you're going to see? We can sing. Why? Because we can trust God. Hmm. You can trust that God will do every single thing that God said he would do. Check out what verse 10 says. It says his delight is not in the strength of the horse, nor his pleasure in the speed of a runner. But the Lord takes pleasure in those who fear him, in those who 
hope in his steadfast love. Friends, I want you to understand something that God is not interested in how strong we can attempt to be independent of him. You see, our strength, our speed and us functioning so low, do low is not the agenda nor the desire of God. God desires that we honor him, honor him by trusting wholeheartedly in him. That's what he means when he says those who fear him, not that you're scared like home alone, not that you're scared like Halloween. Know that you would revere him, that you would honor him, that you would trust in him. God wants our yes to trust in him, not our yes to attempting to do life alone. God is restoring Jerusalem in the text and all those who have once been expelled and barred from their native land. They're now being able to be welcomed back. The fact that God in this text has made a way out of no way for those who have been exiled. You know what that means? It means that we serve a God that has integrity. We serve a God that can be trusted. Y'all, I want you to know if you just look back over your life, you're going to see the footprints of God. You're going to see the work of God. And you got to start keeping those receipts <laughs> because when you start understanding the receipts, you'll start saying, I need to remind myself that God made ways all the way back here. I got to remind myself that God made ways over there. I got to remind myself in that class, I passed it, but I didn't think I was going to pass it. But God made a way. Friends, if ancient exiles can trust God, guess what y'all? So can we. We can live and sing about trusting God. Why? Because God is honest. We can live and sing about trusting God because God is not a liar and God always fights and cares for his children. We often spend more time building us up instead of trusting God. It is no problem taking the voyage every day to become your best self, as the late great Kobe Bryant would say, but never allow the journey to be taken alone. Allow God to be your guide. He will instruct you. And my prayer is that we would come to learn to trust in God because God is worthy, but also because God is trustworthy. Friends, in the text, we've been given a few reasons why we can sing along with the psalmist. We can sing because God restores. We can sing because God nourishes. We can sing because God can be trusted. But yet in verses 12 through 20, the psalmist outlines his last reason of why we can sing together. He says we can sing about God and lift high holy hands. Why? Because of God's provision. God's provision. Listen to what the text says. It says, praise the Lord, O Jerusalem. Praise your God, O Zion, for he strengthens the bars of your gates. He blesses your children within you. He grants peace within your borders. He fills you with the finest of wheat. He sends out his command to the earth. His word runs swiftly. He gives snow like wool. He scatters frost like ashes. He hurls down hail like crumbs. Who can stand before his cold? He sends out his word and melts them. He makes his wind blow and the waters flow. He declares his word to Jacob, his statues and ordinances to Israel. He has not dealt thus with any other nation. They do not know his ordinances. Praise the Lord. Hmm. 
Friends, there is absolutely no greater blessing that you can receive than the provision that comes from God. The psalmist declares that God strengthens the gates of Jerusalem. God provides peace and food to those who need it. The provision of God, it comes from the commands of God. As God desires it, y'all guess what? It will happen and nobody can stop it. God causes it to snow, but also clears out the snow. God causes the changes in the weather, but also causes the changes in our lives. God's commands make the wind blow and the waters flow. God commands his word to his people and does not do this to force us into faith. He's not trying to force us into following a prescribed set of rules, but God provides for us so that we would have a relationship with him. God is not interested in us only asking him for things. God does not desire to be our genie. God desires to be our God. God desires that our hearts are so intertwined with his that he can transform us, change us and help us. Y'all, God wants us. The provision from God is great, but a relationship with God is even better. God provides for us, not for us to only spend time with him every time we have a want, but God desires for us to constantly and consistently spend time with him. Our rituals are nice, but a relationship with God is better. God provides for us because God loves us and he desires for us to make loving God our priority and our lifestyle. This psalm, Psalm 147, is a psalm that we relate to because it outlines reasons as to why we can sing and praise God. We sing because God restores. We praise because God nourishes us. We sing because God is trustworthy. We praise God for his provision. We praise God because he even wants a relationship with us. God proves and provides for us just because he loves us. He loves us by allowing Jesus to come down from his heavenly seat. Forty two generations just to have relationship with us, to die for our sins, to point us back to God. Friends, what friend do you have that'll die for you? What friend do you have that cares that much about you that they will nourish you even though you may turn your back on them? What friend do you have that will keep restoring you when you need it the most? What friend do you have that can be trusted at all times, in all places, in all circumstances? Friend, there is no friend better than Jesus. That's why the hymn writer will say, what a friend we have in Jesus. All our sins and griefs to bear. What a privilege it is to carry everything to God in prayer. Friends, I want you to understand that Psalm 147 is our song. It's a song that each of us can sing together. And I want you to know that even though right now, we may be preparing to end this worship experience of all together. God is still in the blessing business. God is still working and God still wants a relationship with you. And so my friends, if by chance you don't have a relationship with Jesus, what better day than today to accept Christ into your life? Because we just heard a song that all of us can sing 
but you serve a God who wants all of us to love him because he loves us. So if by chance you want to know Jesus, you want to accept and open your heart to Jesus, you can do so from right where you are. Just repeat these words after me. I admit that I mess up and need God's love. I believe that Jesus died for me. And I confess that Christ is the Lord of my life. In Jesus' name, amen. If you have prayed that prayer, let us know about it. We want to hear from you. Want to hear feedback from you. Want to hear maybe how God is working inside of your life. But I need you to know a together takeaway that I pray you'll hold on to for a very long time. It's from Psalm 147. It's that God provides for us because God loves us. Y'all, if you would like to email us, let us know how you're doing. Please do so at altogether at spdl.org. If you'd like to give, feel free to go to spdl.org. But most of all, keep following Jesus. Keep embracing diversity, building community and worshiping God because God gives us a song to sing. I want you to know from myself to this whole team, we've enjoyed traveling alongside of you for three years. We take it and count it as a privilege. But always remember that it's Jesus and him we preach, him we teach, and him that we, we live out his lifestyle. And it's about Christ and nothing else. And so my hope and my prayer is that for everybody who watches this, that you were led and are led into a deeper relationship with Jesus. We love you. We hope to hear from you. And thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for joining us. If you live in the Atlanta area or visiting Atlanta, come and worship with us in person on Sundays at Second Ponstelian Baptist Church.